Hello everyone. Um, I would like to welcome uh, Dr. Um, Ankita or Vaidya Ankita uh, on this series of podcasts for Project Prakriti. Uh, I would like to thank you, uh, Ankita, for joining us uh, on this podcast. Uh, I've been really, really interested in uh, learning about Ayurveda, and I'm really excited to know more and learn more from your experiences and your education. So I just would like to introduce you to our viewers. So. Um, Dr. Ankita, uh, she got her um, uh, MD degree from National Institute of Ayurveda from Jaipur, Rajasthan in India. Uh, she got the uh, Science Awardee for uh, Exemplary Academic Performance. She was a Senior Research Fellow and a Resident Doctor. And after her career in India, she moved to the US to pursue her Master's in Public Health Nutrition uh, from the School of Medicine at Case Western Reserve University. So uh, again, I would like to thank you for joining us. Um, yes, uh, really excited. Um, I just just starting off to ask you, why did you choose Ayurveda as your career? What pushed you towards it, and what pushed you towards continuing your studies with Ayurveda? To be honest, Anirudh, uh, I didn't choose Ayurveda. Ayurveda chose me, I think. So. Um, actually, I was more inclined towards bio, and I was preparing both for RPMT and RPAT. So RPAT is an exam conducted by government to get admission in Ayurveda, Unani, and Homeopathy. And eventually, I got selected in RPAT, and I got admission in BMS. So BMS stands for Bachelor of Ayurveda Medicine and Surgery, and it's a five and a half years of program. So. Um, when I got my selection in BMS, that time I was in my 20. And at that time, Ayurveda was not that much famous like it is today. So people were trying to revive this uh, medical field by promoting yoga and meditation. So I also was in my 20s and my perception for Ayurveda was not that good. Uh, I used to think it's kind of a traditional medical science where we use uh, spices from our kitchen to treat people. That was my perception in the beginning. But as I started reading about Ayurveda, when I got to know what it is, then it was like, it amazed me. Um, because you can you can actually think, like uh, it is said, like still we don't know the timeline of Ayurveda text, um, but it is somewhere, it is said like 5,000 years ago, uh, whatever the Acharya or Ayurveda physician, they wrote some text books of Ayurveda and in that they mentioned all about the causes of diseases, classification classification of diseases, pathogenesis, complication, treatment of diseases without having any diagnostic equipment at that time, 5000 years ago. So that was so shocking for me. Obviously, they didn't use the uh, medical terminology uh, what we use nowadays. They didn't use, they had their own terminology, but we should respect them because they tried to write all these causes and everything. So they should have that kind of intellectual that they wrote about these things. So that's, that's amazed me. And that's how I got interested in Ayurveda. But uh, it was not like my faith still was there. It took like so many years to establish my faith in Ayurveda when I got my um, admission in MD that time I had like lot of uh, 
hands-on encounter with patients uh, and I saw the results of this Ayurveda therapies in patients where they were really getting benefited uh, from these uh, treatment principles from this treatment and we can see the result from our eyes so that means it was not all of a sudden I got interested it took years it took uh, experience it took a lot of reading and that's how right. I came here yeah I'm, I'm that's, still that's, a learner that's, I'm that's, still I'm still a learner I'm still learning about Ayurveda still learner. yeah yes. that's that's really fascinating it's very fascinating uh, it's just the reason why I got in like was so into Ayurveda what really pushed me towards was I was into a lot of yoga and my, mainly my grandmother, um, she knew a lot of traditional medicine and they were so effective all the time. And so I was like, all this knowledge that has been compiled by these ancient people, the knowledge, the simple, you know, uh, connection with the nature of Prakriti that they had, it's, it's fascinating. Fascinating, because I also was not introduced as a child with all these kind of things we have in our tradition. We have like, we have all this uh, treasure. It, this is our treasure. But I, I, I didn't get a chance in my childhood to get to know about these things. And I think you are fortunate enough that you got to learn from your grandma. So, yeah, it's quite interesting. Right, right, right. So, um, uh, um, the other question that I would like to ask you is, what is the origin of Ayurveda. What does Ayurveda mean to you? What is, is really a difficult question for me, Anirudh. I'm still trying to understand because it means a lot to me in so many ways. So I'm still trying to compile all my things that what it means to me. Uh, but uh, as a first point, I will say is a set of guiding principles uh, or set of guidelines that directs a person to lead their life in a healthy way. So here I would like to stress this healthy way or healthy life because when you say healthy and long life actually, because when you say long life, uh, nowadays people have this long life, but they also have diseases. So it's long with diseases. So it doesn't, it doesn't um, matter. Like it, it means that they are trying to live a life with complication with having disease yes it means that the quality of life has reduced but the time of living has increased what ayurveda uh, was trying to focus on is we should live we should live a longer life but it should be a healthy life so that uh, i think ayurveda can really contribute and uh, if i talk about what it really means to me so it's, it's still an evolving sign science with a lot of scope of research um, because we still need to establish clinical guidelines for against specific diseases that are prevalent in these eras in this era like we have diabetes we have hypertension we have so many diseases so for this we still need to gather the data we still need more clinical research. We still need to elaborate uh, more. We need to dig deeper into this science. We need support from other scientists from other fields so we can really help this uh, beautiful science. 
and on top of this i think this is the science that can help to address uh, preventive health public health diseases where we have limited scope um, we in modern aspect also like there are some diseases where we don't have any scope we have surgeries we have like cancer so many diseases where we don't have any scope for in for patients in those fields still if we can try um to take help from this science that would be better um what more i can say yeah the most important thing we really need to educate people uh, to tell them the truth about ayurveda so there are so many myths about ayurveda that is uh, currently going on in society um so ayurveda is not about like i said in the beginning is not about uh, treating with spices that are available in kitchen we it's a science so everything depends upon the body the stage of the disease um uh, what what kind of patient it is everything means there are so many factors that play a part um sure. so like uh, there are different aspects different aspects that ayurveda covers like uh, public health preventive health so if we talk about ayurveda principle for example and in preventive health um it is said like uh, we have uh, we should consume tripla with honey with ghee at bed time every day but this principle is written for healthy people and people who are in healthy status not for people who have any kind of diseases so this principle won't apply in people who have ex uh, elevated uh, excessive vata in their body and they are trying to consume this trifla then they can have severe uh, they can have like uh, more vata in their body so is really we we should not just follow others direction we should seek uh, treatment from an ayurveda physician instead of like just listening from someone that oh i uh, trifla is really good for my body i should take it is it doesn't work like that. that that's what happened to me when i was young what I, what used to happen was i just used to uh, be like oh trifla is good for your digestion and i used to take every night and i kept taking it and uh, i ended up facing a lot of vata related issues like joint pains uh control malaysia patella was one of the things that i had so there's a lot of things that happens uh, when you know uh, not knowing it properly and you just apply the gentle principle it never works so there's a lot of uh, culture where people send a lot of whatsapp forwards and forwards on different types of medicine people don't understand uh, you know the concept of the body type can you talk a little bit more about it why the body types are important and why the particular treatment doesn't apply for everyone yeah so uh, in ayurveda we have vat pitt kaf dosh dhatu mala is uh, so our principles are based on this dosh dhatu mala uh, the status of the body where you are living uh, what kind of situation you are living uh, what kind of weight you have so there are different uh, factors that play a part in this like if i talk about a vata person so vata person if you are giving medicine that can uh, increase the vata in his body then it won't be a good treatment so uh, like you said uh, you were taking tripla 
फॉर सो लॉन्ग एंड यू एंडेड अप हैविंग समॉइंट पेन और थिंग्स सो देट काइंड ऑफ थिंग यू सुपरफिशली लाइक आई कैन आई कॉन्ट कवर ऑल दीज थिंग्स इन लाइक टूडेज वीडियो बट वी हैव लाइक वात पित्त कफा थ्री दोषा एंड देन सेवन धातुज दस रक्त मांस इटीसी एंड देन वी हैव मला लाइक we have swed mutra and chakra so we have three mala the waste of the body yeah so uh, in ayurveda it depends upon the dosha dhatu mala and that's how we diagnose a disease that's how we treat a uh, person so it depends upon a lot of factor and yeah the one thing i just wanted to say in this video and i think i forgot to say is about uh, today what is happening i means i really respect how this uh, i we are try we are trying to follow ayurveda principles nowadays we are uh, hearing a lot from other people that oh we should follow ayurveda and all but still means we heard a lot about the spiritual well being related to ayurveda like uh, yoga and meditation but at the same time i'm not denying the benefits of yoga and meditation because i love that but at the same times we could not overlook the clinical significance of ayurveda at the same times parallelly we need to work for its clinical significance and for that we we need to actually come up uh, especially the physicians and the scientists we should we need to come up and talk about it so yeah wonderful um you know when we grew up the, the 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 most common text of ayurveda that we always hear is the charaka and the shishvat but when i initially interacted with you initially uh, you mentioned the book called as ashtang today which is what you said was one of the books that you really like uh, do you uh, could you elaborate a little bit more on what that book is and what did you learn from it and so i think everyone who is listening uh, at some point of your time you heard about this charak and sushruta you are well aware about charak and sushruta so like that in ayurveda we have so many written texts uh, so we have ashtang hrday ashtang sangrah also so ashtang ashtang means eight and hrday means heart so the book that has eight branches and the heart why it is given the name of heart because uh, heart is the main organ of our body so like that in this book in ashtang hrday they try to compile the essence of all the text uh, that were scattered and they try to compile the essence and compiled in this book for these eight branches so uh, that's why we call it ashtang hrday so uh, what was happening at that time in the uh, pre, uh, we have we had like lot of uh, ayurveda scholars like that time ayurveda was a uh, main Uh, clinical science five thousand years ago somewhere so there were lot of scholars like we are now students so there were lot of scholars and they were writing different text on different branches so like someone on someone is on writing uh, on the upper part of body's diseases someone is writing about uh, the lower part of the body diseases so there were there were many text and uh, it it was really it was getting difficult for them to for us nowadays it was difficult for them to get all the knowledge from one text so that's why the writer of this book vagbhata he tried to compile all those essence and compile in this book so we can get the knowledge 
together okay. so is 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 easier to grasp is not too short not too elaborative not in too detail so it's like if you want to get the whole essence just so you can read this book so in this book we have eight branches like i said kai kai bal graha urdhvam shalya drashta zara vrashan so kai means general medicine bal means pediatrics graha means uh, now we can say psychiatry urdhvam is uh, diseases related to the upper part of the body shalya means surgery uh, agad means toxicology and jara geriatrics and vrashan aphrodisiac so that time you now you can imagine at that time they wrote in detail about these uh, branches think about that like in this era we have everything that's why we can do the research we can do these things that things but that what what is surprising for me they wrote about all these branches so yeah so this ashtang is about um about uh, principles ayurveda principles that we should follow or we should use if uh, someone is uh, affected with any diseases hmm so that research mentality even though we didn't have this modern tools back then people were still interested in scientific thinking to research and to get this knowledge and to apply it and experiment so that that kind of a mindset was there throughout in the past is what i'm sensing it's like we should follow these principles blindly they also say that we also saw this in their generation they also saw in their generation they also applied it then they saw the results that's why they have written in this book so it's like it's, it was not like a thing that oh they got to know from somewhere and then just wrote they also applied it they also saw the results that's why they wrote so now um, so many parts like we have forgotten and we are lacking in research that's why so many parts uh, we don't know about now it is like in toxicology if i say uh toxicology means there is a big part toxicology uh, in ayurveda but nowadays because we don't use it we don't know about it if you want uh, to revive then we have to do a lot of effort because they they wrote so many principle in toxicology now we don't have any idea how to do it yeah. we can't implement it because they wrote it now is uh, we lost it because is there in theory but we don't know how to do practically so okay. so there are so many these kind of principles in so many branches if you want to revive again then we need to do a lot of work yeah i mean that's what has been very interesting i mean that's the main goal of why uh, we started this podcast was to try and combine um the modern scientific outlook with the traditional medicine so that we can make more sense of what it really is and with the you know today's generation uh, with so much of access to information a better understanding that will help people for sure uh, dr ankit thank you much thank you anirudh joining us thank you anirudh for having me i i yeah, always uh, love talking to you actually it's 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 wonderful to have you and i really look forward to do the next podcast uh, 
we'll definitely get back to uh, our viewers with what that next topic is going to be. Uh, if you would like us to cover any particular topic, please uh, leave a comment. Uh, we'll try to cover that through the series of this podcast. Uh, with Dr. Ankita, thank you so much. Uh, you have a wonderful day. Thank you.